Good morning, JRPG fans. Welcome back to the JRPG Report. This is going to be episode 102. We've got a very fun and interesting show for you guys today. And what a time to be a gamer, and in particular, a JRPG fan. As this week, we were treated to the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the podcast as uh, I want to have a pretty, I don't want to say deep discussion, but we're definitely going to talk about what's in the demo and uh, maybe what's not in there as well as where's your feedback from the Facebook group. But I want to leave that at the very end out of respect for A, if you haven't played it yet and you want to, or B, if you are one of the people who are not playing it and want to wait until the full game comes out. And I guess C, if you uh, are are just in the camp that you don't really care about this game, that uh, <laughs> it is off your radar completely. So I want to leave it at the very end and we will uh, make that so that you, if you want to just skip out for the rest of the podcast, you can do that, but we've got some other news uh, to get to, and I say what a time it is to be a gamer. I made a comment the other night, or a, maybe it was a tweet, something to the effect of I felt like I was a teenager again. Uh, in the same night, I played the demo. I'm also taking a, yeah, I'm throwing up the air quotes right now, a quick break in between now and when Royal launches at the end of the month and playing through some other games that I got uh, like at Christmas or, or a while back. And the first one that I wanted to play was uh, Resident Evil 2's remake. So completely taking me back to the late 90s uh, in one in one night. And just on a side note, if you are a Resident Evil fan um, and play the games back in the day, you've got to play this remake. It is incredible and further piggybacks my notion from oh gosh i don't know when we cover this on the podcast but i am firmly in the camp that any good ps1 game and or one that's remembered fondly needs this treatment i don't want to go back to super nintendo days because i think those games actually held up pretty well in terms of the graphics uh, even today's standards PS1 games, they were kind of ugly. The technology was so new. What they were trying to do with what was actual reality can be reimagined with today's technology. Get some of these young developers a chance at the reins. And games like Remake (laughs) 7 and games like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 coming up show exactly why these games need to be remade faithful to the originals however made with today's graphics and gameplay and it is it's phenomenal one of the best games i've played in a while so let's get into the actual jrpg news that's why you're here and i'm going to start off with a bit of a rant and gosh darn it in ass america you you got me again yeah yeah they bring you back in, they tease you a little bit, and then they just crush you. Just 
Ugh, gut punch. So last week we teased that NS America had made a special note to tune in March 3rd and 5th for some big announcements. And I don't even remember what the announcement was for the third. It was so far off my radar and they didn't even make a big deal of it themselves. Some game. And I think I shared it on Facebook of what it was. It's not even worth <laughs> Um, to be honest, it's really not even worth mentioning. Um, I could scroll through and try to find it, but I can't even find it now. Um, so then they made another, uh, little teaser yesterday. This was March 4th. And, uh, it says that during PAX East weekend, we hinted at an announcement on March 5th. Oh, wait, that's tomorrow, dude. Stay tuned for the big reveal. You won't want to miss it, dude. And I should have known. I should have known right then it wasn't going to be Cold Steel 4 or Yee's 9. Because it's got the little, uh, the printies, I believe that's how you say it, little penguin things with bats. And that indeed was the announcement today. That they have remade uh, printing 1 and 2, and they're calling it Exploded and Reloaded. Updated graphics, intense gameplay, and two thrilling chapters of printies rise to the top await you. Coming to twenty twenty coming twenty twenty exclusively to the Switch. These are remakes of old PSP games, I believe. And this don't get me wrong. If you are a fan of those games and you want to see these games remade, that's awesome. But I cannot imagine this is on anybody's radar of what they were expecting. The two big games that we need in NS America to get on the localization and just tell us that they're coming. Is that asking too much? Apparently it is. They can't even tell us that they're coming. They're working on these other games that nobody, well, I say nobody. I'm sorry. That's a bit of a rant. Some people I'm sure care about, but for this audience, there are some games that they need to get on and get on now. And I can't imagine this announcement is going to make any other reaction than the one that I'm having. Of just, ugh, again, they got us. <laughs> so I want, let me just stop all that uh, negativity. I don't want to uh, don't want to get into that too much. But we did have some other news, and let's get to that now. So nothing else really dominated the headlines other than the demo. But we did want to give some interesting news. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the uh, Taipei game show there in China being pushed back to sometime in. Uh, it's actually going to be June 25th now because of the coronavirus. And if you are living on this planet, it has certainly dominated regular news streams. And it's affecting gaming as well. It affects everything. Uh, the latest is going to be that Bandai Namco has delayed the closed beta for Blue Protocol. It was supposed to be in late March. It's now going to be sometime in mid-April uh, due to those concerns, specifically the preparation and development of this. So all the internals of getting this thing uh, ready to go um, are being affected by you know, people not coming into work, basically. And they just give it more time to kind of slow down. The reaction to the virus has been a bit delayed so just 
they're just saying, let's just not even try to push this now. Let's wait a little while. Um, they did say there is the possibility that it could be delayed again. They just, at this point, there's too many unknowns about the virus and its long-term effects. Um, I believe, and this doesn't really affect JRPGs that much, but uh, CDC, the Game Developers uh, Conference, um, it has also been pushed back to some time in the summer as companies one by one were pulling out of it anyway. So they really had, <laughs> they did not have a choice on that one. It was going to be pushed back um, no matter what. So I kind of hate to hear things like that. There's already been some rumbles um, in terms of like, if this thing is prolonged, then something like the PlayStation 5's development could be pushed back as I believe a lot of the parts are manufactured in China, which would ultimately lead to delays, although there's not a firm release date other than the fall right now expected around the holidays. That's certainly inside the realm of possibilities as well. I think we're going to hear a few more things like that happen. The you know, obviously the effects inside China are notable, but as it spreads worldwide, we'll just have to keep an eye on that. And again, all the more reason let's stay inside and play <laughs> video games. Get Amazon to deliver to your door. And, you know, spray it down with um, disinfectant or in the box or something. Wash your hands. Uh, don't touch your face a whole lot. It's really um, basic, basic things to prevent this thing from going around. Um, there was one story that come out and we're, and I, I actually kind of regret sharing this on Facebook as if you even popped it open to look at it, there could have been spoilers. So, they are further detailing the Legend of Heroes new spinoff game, uh, Hajimari no Kazeki. And this one focuses on um, Reen and the new Class 7. And I didn't realize this when I'd shared it. And, it, I mean, the damage has already been done. So if you are really... Looking at the image, there's there's spoilers in it. Obviously, I knew there'd be spoilers in the article. I did not think it would be accompanying in the main image. So here's what we're going to do in a future Sunday special. I'm going to detail this article as well as the previous one, which uh, talked about Lloyd Bannings and all the characters surrounding him. Because... And that's kind of what I wanted to do with the Sunday specials is if there is things with potential spoilers, it's not our main podcast. It's the spinoff. Uh, it'd be kind of funny a podcast about a spinoff as a spinoff. But yeah, if, and I did at least warn you that there could be spoilers in it. I just didn't think it would be uh, in the main image as well. So that being said, we're not going to talk about that one anymore. It is a game I'm greatly looking forward to, and you can look forward to our Sunday special all about that. Had an interesting story from uh, Square Enix, and they actually updated um, their PC, iOS, and Android version of Final Fantasy 3. 
So that was kind of, I think it kind of came out of nowhere. They even had a uh, a special uh, video to go along with it as part of their February patch update. And in this new uh, patch, you have a gallery mode, an auto battle function. That's kind of interesting. A two-time speed mode in battle. Uh, for the Steam version, you have new user interface changes. Also in Steam, you can support for 21 by 9 ratio. And in all of them, you have new languages. Um, actually, this is for Steam. You can do traditional Chinese or simplified Chinese in Steam. I believe in all versions, you could either do in Thai or Japanese. I'm not sure if this is currently going on or not. At the time this article was shared, the PC version on Steam was currently 50% off. That sale does not apply to the mobile versions. But uh, Final Fantasy III was definitely, I played it on the DS, and it was a good game. Like, especially if you're an old school Final Fantasy uh, fan. Um, I did not care for two, but I really liked part three and it was kind of a good bridge from, uh, three to four and making things more complex. Whereas in three, there's, there's just the four main characters. You're not worrying about making a party per se. It's a lot like one in that aspect, but uh, it looked good on the DS and I'm sure it looks really good on uh PC. And so if you're an old school FF fan, you might want to check that one out. Coming up in just a few days on March the 8th will be the 6th annual Grand Blue Fantasy anniversary. They're going to do a special live stream for this event. Um, of sorts of news, latest game information, future developments, and more. There will be a, a bevy of special um, voice actors, the producer and director will be there as well. Um, as far as we're concerned, could there maybe be some relink, uh, news buried in there somewhere? It's certainly possible. I think they're obviously going to talk about versus, um, that will be kind of focused since that one's out, but I'm going to keep my eyes peeled and see if any information pops up about Relink, and we will bring that to you next week, if indeed it does happen. If you don't hear anything more, nothing happened. Uh, we got a third update uh, coming up soon for Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and this will be on March the 23rd for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions. Um, the PC version of this update will follow in April. The title update number three adds variant monsters, the Raging Brachydios and the Furious Rajang. Of course, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is already available, and they will have this update, and I'm sure there'll be more down the road. Uh, VVV Tunia keeps getting things kind of popped up, um, talking all about it. They're, they basically what happens is they update the website and then the news stories come out about it. Um, or of course it was recently, uh, revealed that it will have a July 2nd release date in Japan. So here, <laughs> goodness, water bottle. 
decide to make an appearance in the podcast. Uh, here is what the game is about. Hybrid Dimension Newtonia X Virtual YouTuber. That's, I guess, what they're calling the players. A large-scale spinoff entry in the Neptunia series with the creative co- cooperation of Jin. I'm not sure who that is. I guess it's a developer. It's set in the virtual land, a cyber world, in another dimension. The story begins when the quote-unquote goddesses, which consu- consist of Neptune and friends, and virtual land idols Mutrel are summoned by the saviors by Fair, the cyber goddess of the planet Emo in Virtual Land. It's quite a mouthful. I don't understand what any of that means, but if you are a fan of the series, maybe you understand. Um, they say pay close attention to the latest entry in the Neptune series, which tells a story set in another world. Um, it, it looks good. It looks like an action uh, spinoff with some... Some good stuff. They say that uh, some of the return, uh, key features are the charming characters. Of course, brand new character models for the Neptunia series characters. Run around the world with even cuter characters, they say. And uh, they say even the story is expanded via the lively 3D models. They say there's double action goddess, goddess times virtual idol. Fight using two control methods. Third-party shooting when playing as the goddesses and sword and bow combo action when playing as the virtual idols. Switch between characters in real time to take down the enemies. Virtual Popular virtual YouTubers will appear. A large number of popular real-life virtual re- YouTubers appear. By rescuing the captured virtual YouTubers, they will appear in either player support or base character roles as well as ask the player to complete quests. And of course, there is the emotional dance system, Beat Tick. The main heroines dance adorably on screen, match the beat named for the highest score. By wearing accessories, you can change the character's appearance to your liking. (laughs) Definitely sounding like an interesting title, to say the least, in that classic Neptunia style. Hopefully there is also all the humor that the series is known for. Uh, there was another uh, story that I linked on the Facebook page talking about their special V skills. By consuming MP, characters can change attack techniques called V skills, defeat hordes of enemies by combining standard attacks with those V skills, which can be activated via simple input i got a bunch of images that go along uh, with that you can check out just head on over facebook page jrpg report and you can see all that and more let's take a quick break here we'll have a word from our sponsor and be right back with jrpg report episode 102 we got a story from Sega the other day as they released a story trailer and new set of screenshots for Sekiro Wars. And we got a large overview of the game to go along that with as well. It's a game that I've been a little unsure about. This um, trailer definitely has me a lot more interested in the game than I was previously uh, with it coming out on April 28th. Uh, for me personally, it's not the best time, I don't think, as uh, 
uh, either still be in remake or finishing it up and then going back to Royal. But this game, I, I'm definitely looking at maybe down the road picking up. So here is the about from a large clock tower atop Ginza train station, dominating the city skyline to the captivating Imperial theater, standing tall at the heart of Tokyo. Secure wars ex- exudes a rich world in historical aspiration and enriched with fantastical steampunk technology. The Taisho era represents a time of prosperity and optimism for Japan, an intersection of Eastern and Western cultures that creates a vibrant framework in which to make the mantle of Sujuro Kamiyama and bring the imperial combat revenue review back to glory. Sakura Wars is a reboot that retains many of the features that made the genre-defining series such a hit in Japan, including a poetic vision, a strong cast, and a compelling story filled with intrigue, action, and romance. Our latest trailer puts this portrayal of 1940s Tokyo front and center as it introduces your mission to restore your squad and theater to prestige. So yeah, all that has me a lot more interested. I guess I didn't realize it was set during that time frame. And uh, most games, if you throw that steampunk word in there, you're at least going to have me at least a little intrigued by it. Uh, Here are the key features. The dramatic character interplay. Engage with a colorful cast through the dynamic lips dialogue system, where what you say and how you say it has a profound impact on relationships on and off the battlefield. They have exciting combat payoffs. Your bonds with team members flow into the high-energy combat finale of each episode, featuring action-packed fights with giant <laughs> steam-powered mecha and a brilliant anime production. Gorgeous anime, animated cutscenes, a lush soundtrack, and characters inspired by anime and JRPG luminaries will transport you into a vibrant 1940s steampunk Tokyo. So yeah, I definitely invite you guys to check out the trailer, if you're watching this on YouTube at the time you've been viewing it, as I've been wa- reading that anyway. But looks pretty good. Definitely excited for this game, and we shall, uh, I'm sure, see more of it as we get closer to its release on April the 28th. We got a new character in uh, Genshin Impact. We've talked a little bit about it over the past few months and uh, last week we even had that new gameplay come out for it looked pretty good so this new character i believe is called bodo b-e-i-d-o-u and uh, she is a pirate captain about her they say there there are those who say she can split mountains and part the sea others say she draws lightning through her sword some say even the mightiest of sea beasts are no match for her for those not from Lua, they may sound like a hearty joke, but those who have sailed with her will say, no matter what sea beast there may be, Bordeaux will sure to split them all in two. Yeah, so the exciting new uh, character. I'm sure there will be more and more of these coming out over the next few months. Uh, Genshin Impact is due out worldwide for PS4, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android sometime in 2020. Um, <laughs> there was a piece come out, and you're going to see a bunch of 
marketing come out along with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course, the one of the few most expensive ones, I'm sure, is going to be this. Um, they call these neck speakers. And uh, this one, I think, is in Japan only. We may see something in the West eventually. But it is going to cost 29,380 yen. That's quite a chunk of change. Pre-orders are available on the Sony Store Japan and will ship out in the next two weeks. I'm not sure about these uh, wearable neck speakers. They count, in my opinion, I think they look ridiculous. And I uh, just, I don't get it, but I'm sure there are people who love it. Now, of more interest to me, uh, potentially would be a top cover that they made available. It's jet black. And it's going to cost 4,000 yen. Um, pre-orders are still available on the Sony store, Japan, and it will ship out around April 10th. A very cool logo on it. I love the way that it looks. However, there is one catch. It's only compatible with the standard PS4 model. So it will not work on the pro system. So that's kind of a bummer as that's the system that I own, but I'm sure it'll work just fine with your standard version here in the U S it's the same system. So or around the world, uh, if you're interested in that, go over to the Sony store, Japan, and you can check that out. Uh, that's all the news that we have, uh, for the, Week, I do want to tell you that there was a uh, 20-some minute video between Final Fantasy VII Remake producer Yoshinori Kasai. Could I say? I believe that's... I keep getting his pronunciation wrong. They even said it in the video. So between him and Japanese professional wrestler Kenny Omega is doing the interview for this. Um and uh, that is actually going to be our Sunday special, as I haven't found a transcript for this, but it's all uh, subtitled in Japanese on the YouTube video. So I'll go through and read you his responses to questions of uh, who his favorite character is, uh, greatest memories, um, and some of the origins of some of it. And even, uh, oh, here's an interesting question. So this will be a little teaser. They asked a question. Would you like to see more of uh, a remake, perhaps, or new game in the Parasite Eve series? So you'll have to check in on Sunday to hear that answer and many more in a could-be-funny interview. This uh, I'm not familiar with Japanese uh, professional wrestling, let alone American or any other type of wrestling, but uh, this character looks pretty <laughs> pretty cool, Kenny Omega, so it could be an interesting interview to say the least but yeah check out on sunday we'll have that sunday special for you this week so now yeah if you want to check out for the rest of the podcast i will completely understand because it's going to be uh remake only from this point on and we will see you either on sunday or next week thanks for listening if you're still with us that means you want to talk about Remake and the demo and everything that goes along with it. I can't tell you there won't be spoilers in there as there's going to be plenty of stuff we want to talk about. 
I'll try to keep it at least respectful for the idea that if you haven't played it before and um, what could come down the road, I won't ruin that uh, for you either. So uh, I definitely asked for you guys' opinion on it, and we got some input from uh, um, Dan, Dalton, and Hans, and we will go over that right now. Um, Dan played it. He said it was fantastic visually. That's the first thing that comes across, is, and that has been from the get-go, is how amazing this game looks. Uh, he says the dialogue was generally good, although Barrett was way over the top. That's just him. Um, it's not until very much into the game before anything like that changes. He is an over-the-top character. That's his personality. At the very beginning, it's actually, it feels a little held back, but he <laughs> his true colors uh, come out completely. He said combat was fun, but didn't feel especially responsive. And in the boss fight, it was difficult to see when it would attack because of the camera angles. I agree. The combat was fun. Um, in my um, assessment of it, I felt like it was very much like an action RPG and definitely not just an action game. So maybe that was some of the responsiveness uh, he was referring to. Um, I enjoyed it. I played it on classic mode. So I believe it's uh, classic, easy, or normal. Um, classic mode is n easy in terms of uh, monster HPs and um, how much it affects you. Maybe some of the items that are given out. That's the mode that I was most interested in playing. I need to go back through and play it on normal, see if that changes my opinion of it. And in that mode, it says that it auto attacks for you and dodges, but I kind of found myself still playing along and, uh, blocking and about halfway through the boss fight, I finally realized there was a dodge, uh, roll option as well. Uh, very much like Kratos in God of War. Well, not the latest one, but in the other ones you could roll around and, avoid attacks. Um, I felt the combat was fun. Um, if I were to just let it play and not hit attack, it would do that for me. And I finally let it do that. And you just pick your abilities as they come up and fill up in the ATB bar. I need to, I need to go back and play it again and see, but I don't want to play it again. I'd rather just wait. So if I can resist, that's what I'm going to do and just wait till April 10th on a complete side note, before I forget this thought that it was supposed to, of course, you know, the demo comes out March 2nd, a day before the original release date. I wonder if that was coincidence. I don't particularly know. I wonder if we would have had a demo if uh, the game hadn't got pushed back or was the demo always supposed to come out March 2nd, the day before the game released? I don't know. Those are some interesting questions I'd love to have answered. Anyway, Dalton says, and in my original asking for this, I wanted to know if you had played it or not, what your feelings were. If you didn't play it, why not? Uh, what 
I wanted to hear both answers that he kind of gives an interesting one. He says, I've been really tempted to download and try it, but he told himself he wants to, that I'm going to go and beat the original before I dive into the new one. That's an awesome opinion. I'm sure there's plenty of people who have never played the original before and then they're playing this for the first time. Um, maybe there's plenty of people that want to go back and play the first one first. And I would, I would say that's the recommended course of action that you would probably get the most out of remake. If you in fact have played the original, but you do whatever you're, you've got to do in the situation. And I'm sure it's going to be a good experience no matter what. So good luck Dalton and getting uh, the original beat. It's not a super, super long game. So you should be able to knock that out. And Hans went a different direction altogether. He says, well, uh, he says, I have a hard time accepting Final Fantasy VII this way. Um, but that's a personal take. He's not buying the game until all chapters are released. And I respect that as well. I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't want to play this game just because they are purists. They love the original and don't want to play it this way. Um, if I had it my way, I would love this game looking like it does, but still have the turn-based battle system engaging in run into an enemy, or you can even pre-attack it. That's that's fine if you want to put that in there. And then going into a battlefield with the traditional game just looking phenomenal. But we didn't get that game. This is what we got. Um, and as I told Hans, I was like, you're probably going to have to wait a while <laughs> until all these episodes uh, come out. And he said, if I play the chapter by chapter, then I will have forgotten 90% of the game when Sephiroth fight comes. Yes, that is indeed, indeed true. <clears throat> so that's kind of through some of my thoughts in there. Overall, I thought the demo was incredible. I think it took a little over an hour to complete everything. It is the first bombing run. So you get through there down to the reactor core have your fight um, with the Red Scorpion. And then there's a little bit after that, but really not much. It ends right about there. Uh, there was some interesting things in the demo. They definitely um, flesh out the Avalanche team quite a bit more. There's more dialogue going on there than I recall and you definitely are starting to care about these characters more than you did before. They all have some really fun personalities and uh, some some fun interactions. Let's just put it that way. Like I said, I definitely like the combat. I'll be interested to see how it plays on normal, how different that is. I still think I'm going to play it in classic mode as... Uh, I'm just, I'm not looking for a challenge. That's not the type of gamer that I am necessarily. I would like to play it for the story. Um, I'll still probably control it for the most part, but maybe I'll let the game do it as well. I'm not completely sure on that aspect. Um, didn't get into magic too much. If I recall, it's just Barrett that has it. 
or he definitely has heal, uh, cure spell, and maybe Cloud has fire, but I didn't really use that too much. Um, I wouldn't say the game was easy, but it wasn't hard either. It was kind of that perfect amount. And they give you plenty of potions. Like, I think by the time I got to the boss fight, I had 25 potions, which healed about 300 HP. And both characters were around 1,200 HP. So you'd really have to get into a spot. Like, as you've seen in some of the trailers, the uh, Guard Scorpion definitely has a pretty powerful laser attack and I think it would take off about two to three hundred if I recall correctly and that was easier to get hit with than I thought it would the 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 gripe that I kind of got into was switching um in between clouds different attack modes uh I felt like I got stuck in is it assault mode I believe it is. He crawls around in that mode. So you basically want to wait to be in that mode until the enemy's either staggered or they're very close proximity to you. Um, I would get stuck in that mode and then like he just walks around at that point, ready to strike, and the strikes are much more powerful. But if you are trying to (laughs) dodge or uh, get close to the boss who at one point, you know, he jumps and you've got to go down that little court, you know, walkway to get to him. I got stuck in that mode. Didn't realize what I was doing. And he just wails on me with the, (laughs) with the laser. And, uh, so yeah, I kind of threw myself into that a too few, too many times. And that's just going to, you know, the more you play it, the better you'll get. Um, but I enjoyed it. It wasn't, a lot of player or things I've seen are comparing it to Kingdom Hearts and maybe with some of FF15 in there. I think it felt a little bit more like 15 just without all the warping. So you're not, you know, jumping around from place to place, but better. Um, I don't want to say, you know, alienate anybody by saying it is like one way or the other. It is its own unique battle system. It definitely draws inspiration from all those different systems, but I think it's better. Um, Kingdom Hearts is much faster um, in terms of way wailing on things and controlling, but I, I can definitely understand that comparison as well. So I liked it. It's definitely good. There were a few notes that came out um, that I want to pass along to you guys that uh, you cannot carry your save data over. So if you haven't played it yet, you're that's just something that I wanted to make sure was known. It is definitely <laughs> trying to get you to buy the digital version of the game. We saw the, the purchase option uh, on the title screen. And at the end, when you're done, it even wants to link you to the PlayStation store to buy either the standard or the digital deluxe edition. I thought that was pretty interesting and I can't say I blame them. Why not try to tie in that purchase, uh, (laughs) to do that? Um, 
Anybody who downloads the demo before May 11th will receive an exclusive theme when the game launches. It looks pretty cool. There's also, if you want a theme right now, I'm going to try to get and do this here fairly soon. Um, I'm not sure the... I know it's either Butterfinger or Crunch Bars. And I think there's one other one. If you buy like two of those and you scan in something with your phone and go to the website, you can get the free uh, Tifa theme. And so I feel like I need to do that. <laughs> there's tons of videos out there from everybody. There's live previews that go along with all kinds of stuff. Two other quick notes I want to pass along. The game has gone gold. They can confirm that. Um, they may need some time for final quality enhancements by via a download at some point, but there will not be any further delays. The game is absolutely coming out on April 10th. That um, Okay, I say that, and then I talked about coronavirus. So obviously there is a possibility that something along those lines could come out and push it back. But in terms of if things go normally <laughs> and there's nothing affecting it, that way, it'll be in your hands on the 10th. One other interesting uh, thing that came out, and this was from co-director Hamaguchi. Now, he confirmed that Red 13 will not be playable in this game, but will join you, quote-unquote, a guest character that fights alongside you during the last part of the story. That's very interesting. And I don't know how I feel about that. Cause this is the last thing I want to kind of touch on. Um, obviously we, we know that's right around the end of Midgar. So maybe they just didn't want to get into, um, having, having to deal with a new character. I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't like it. And there was something interesting that in the demo, you're obviously you start as Cloud. When Barrett joins you, what exactly did it say? I thought it just said a new character has joined you to the, some of the effect. And I almost wonder if you're not going to have a party in this one that you have to select characters. That you're always going to have either two or three characters in your party fighting at all times, you're not going to have to make a choice. I don't see how that's possible completely, but I just have this feeling and we're not going to know until we get our hands on it and have played the entire, for lack of a better word, we're going to call it episode one, whether or not you're going to have to choose a fighting party that like it says with red 13 joining you, is a guest character to fight alongside. I just, I don't know. It, it's a very odd thing that's popped up and I'm sure there's going to be more things like this as we get closer and closer, but I don't know. This is definitely its own game. It's not the game that we played back in the nineties or the various offshoots. It's going to be something new and we're going to have to deal with it. All right. So that's all for episode 102 thank you guys so much for tuning in don't forget give us a like on facebook 
on YouTube, Twitter. We have a website, jrpgreport.com. You can sign up for listener support at the bottom of this episode. Be thrilled if you would be so kind as to do that. You know, you can do as little as a dollar a month. Every little bit to keep this podcast going would be awesome. Don't forget our Sunday special. We'll have that exclusive uh, interview with remake producer Kasai. That's coming up on Sunday. So until next time, guys, I will sign off James Fisher for the JRPG report. So get back out there and level up.